I got a few bars, and I know y'all not ready to shy with no beat, but the flow's so heavy. I keep a couple pads to write shit down. If you didn't get my joke, then you a clown. The only type of liquor I drink is brown, like Duce. That could make me lose it. With the tongue, I'll have you telling everybody I'm bad. But I'm not a simp, so let me quit. I got the tuned in, my podcast sick. Woo! Now that was off the dome. I told y'all. I can do this here and there. Anyways, welcome to another episode of Really Grown Shit. It's your girl, the whites call me Tasha, but y'all call me Tashaya. So, I'm sorry this episode is a little late. This man in my neighborhood had just been playing construction all fucking week. And I finally caught him on his lunch break. So, let's hope and pray that... We don't hear no, I don't know. We're just going to try it. But honestly, I mean, I've been waking, to the, waking up to this bullshit every day. And I mean, I'm ready to move. Like, shout out to everybody who moved back home with your parents. We out here saving money. <laughs> but, you know, it's a third of the way into 2020. It's going to be May. And I'm praying for the better days in the next eight months. Okay. We have spent a whole month inside, like now. And technically, we're on day 43, but it feels like 572. Congratulations, y'all. We've been here for a month. I don't know how long we're going to be here, but I know on day 50, I'm popping the bottle. Shit, that's about a week away. You know, <laughs> so I have to put some excitement into my life. You know, I need something to look forward to, okay? Like, shit, it's like a ghost town. All I'm asking for is June and July. Like, I've been through enough as it is, okay? We had an earthquake on Tuesday, I think. I think it was Tuesday. And it was really crazy because I had already tucked myself in bed. And literally, when the ground starts shaking, I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, no. Is it time? Is it my time? I'm not ready to go yet. Damn it. Can they read the room? Ain't no motherfucking earthquakes gonna happen. No. Shit. I don't need this in my life. But every day is the same fucking shit. See, I go back and forth a lot. I'll wake up and I'll be like, to be productive or to sleep and relax. And then... Typically, I'll go bother my mother, and she's binge-watching another show in the living room. And then I'll just tell myself, okay, I'll make a decision when this show's over. And then it's 6 o'clock. I finish my second breakfast, and I'm like, well, there goes my day. But I'm not going to lie. I've been living really domestic lately. Like, all I want to do is cook, clean, and write. Yeah. Like, that's all I'll do. And, nigga, I might as well be on America's Next Top Chef because, listen, listen, when I tell you I've been cooking, I've been whipping out these recipes out my ass. Like, I made stuffed bell peppers one day. I made, uh, what else I made? Chili cheese enchiladas. Then, I had made, I had made this mango salsa, like some tacos with it. It was some, I made some great, I made some great, some jackfruit tacos. What other bitch you know make grapefruit, I mean jackfruit taco tacos. I had grapefruit juice with 
my jackfruit tacos. Yeah. This I've been on some weird shit. Like I'm over here looking up recipes off of Instagram and actually doing them. But here's the thing. Y'all, it's getting hotter. And I just want to go outside, man. The beach is calling me. The gym is calling me. The streets is calling me. But I got them on Do Not Disturb because I got things to do. Let me tell you what happened today. Let me tell you what happened today. So, it's like 80-something in Inglewood today. And I'm like, I gotta go outside because I need some fresh air. So, I decided to walk to the liquor store. And the nigga... They got this thing where you can't go into a bunch of stores without a mask on. So, of course, I had a mask on while I'm walking. And that mask was getting drenched with sweat because it's a good, it's hot as hell, like I said. And I wore glasses, so my glasses was fogging up. Like, oh, hell. It was just bad. So, when I'm in the store, I take my mask off because I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I just can't do it. Because, really... I don't know about y'all, but I can't breathe correctly with that thing on. Like, I have a full cotton one because I know they don't say use the paper ones. I The disposable, I don't use, I don't have a disposable one. I have, like, an actual, like, bandana I made into a, a, a mask. But I was like, mm -mm, it just got too hot. It's got too hot. And so, the person, when I went to the store, the store on the store owner looked at me crazy. And he was like, put, put your mask back on. And I'm like, it's drenched in sweat, my nigga. I'm not. And literally, all he did was just strew me another mask. Like, he threw me a disposable one and said, here, go. Like, y'all, they not playing with this Rona shit. No sorry, Bob. Listen, listen. I can't be in the house. I can't be in a hot-ass house all day. I can't. I can't. It's too much. It's too much. All the walls are getting smaller. I feel like that motherfucker off of next Friday. Uh, baby joke, baby joker, baby joker, <laughs> baby joker, and he was just and literally during the movie. I guess it's like somebody had shut the door on him, and he was like, "No, no more locked doors." That's me right now. That's me right now. I'm like, don't lock the doors. Leave them fucking open. Shit's hot as hell. I need a breeze. I need ice. I need everything. And I'm sitting here. It's fucking April. Global motherfucking warming. Hello? Where this bitch at? She here. She here now. This is a global motherfucking warming. And this, look, this, what, shit. Shit is just crazy. And then, can you believe the white folks is out here protesting the quarantine? They over here talking about let us work. Us? Who's us? Not I. Not I, said the sheriff. I'm fine with my little mini vacation. You know, uh, shout out to all the essential workers and folks working from home. Like, y'all got this. Y'all got this. You know, my thing is this. The government can list that safe for at home orders all they want to my thing is this they're not sending my ass out there first until they tell me i have to go outside i'm not moving the first wave of folks post rona that's the first line of defense okay i'm not about to be a pawn in this shit and y'all send me out there and guess what bitch i done caught the rona after y'all had my ass inside for a month oh hell no mm-mm-mm and my thing is this, I I see, I'm just, I just want to see how many of those protesters actually get it. Like, but listen, 
if we're here in June, I'm just going to prepare that Zoom link on the 19th because I want to see two uncles have a cook-off. Like, I just want to see the Flu Klux Klan act up when they cancel the 4th of July because you know white people love to be patriotic in the streets. You know they love to do live their... their the 10 Bill of Rights. They love to read those. And it's crazy. Motherfuckers is really protesting on the Capitol steps with assault rifles. And, you know, they're not being fined or tear gassed by the police. On the other motherfucking hand, in the black and brown communities, people are getting fined and arrested for going to the motherfucking park. I couldn't even go to the motherfucking park yesterday. Quiet, because it's a motherfucking police car just driving through, driving on the paths. Like, oh yeah, you're not supposed to be here. Why? Because I'm driving on the path. And the wise words of future, it's an evil world we living in, okay? Okay? And this is the thing. It, this is a motherfucking recession, okay? The last recession I think I lived in was 2008. Yeah, and I was a baby back then. So I kind of don't remember half the shit that happened. But I remember a few things. But this is the thing. Oil prices gone down. I can fill up my tank with $15. My thing is this. I'm just waiting for the housing market to crash. So I can get a three-bedroom house with a two-car garage for $8.99. And a few taxes, okay, okay. Like, and besides, you know, the market, we have to think about other shit, too, because of the coronavirus. Like, some schools have waived the SAT and ACT requirements. So, you know, shit, please apply to those schools if you can. Because I know when I was in high school, like, listen, those tests are racist. And my thing is this. In this recession, can college prices go down as well, too? Like, I would have loved if I could just get my master's degree for $350. Flat. If that was the rate. Oh, sign me up. I would pick up a couple of them motherfuckers. Might even get a PhD, too, while I'm at it. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's, it, this is just me personally. It's like I just had this. It's like since I graduated college, it's like I, it's like a tattoo high for me. It's like I want another degree now. Like shit, I already did went this far, but then I don't want to go through the struggles of actually getting the other degree. So yeah, we're not gonna talk about that shit today. Last week I was talking to y'all motherfuckers about my passion. Well, not really my passion, but like passion building, passion building. But today's episode is going to be about two things I love, okay? And they kind of work out within this era because, you know, we do need these the most. And it's social media and journaling. So I'll start with one and then transition to the other. But to keep it a buck, social media is just this multifaceted space, okay? Like, it's a space for agency. You don't have to let yourself be bombarded by what the internet wants you to sh- wants to show you. You know, you can choose what you want to see, block who you want to block, follow who you want to follow, and post where you want to post. But my thing is this. It's like, just remember that we all got fans. Like, whether we see them or not, we got fans. And, you know, it's 
really a space for your highlights and your lowlights, which is something I feel like we 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 don't acknowledge a lot, okay? Like college was the fun times, right? And you got all that shit on Facebook. But you wanna know what else is on Facebook? The shit from high school, the shit your mama tagged you in, the shit your granny tagged you in, all the family photos, all that shit's on there. Okay? Twitter's great, but you know, everyone has a past and everybody be tweeting reckless shit at one point or point or you had some drunk tweets or you just didn't delete shit. Everything comes up. Everything comes up, okay? You got a few viral tweets, but you also been cussing somebody out, you know? Or this this is some shit, y'all. This is something I've really seen like in my like post-grad life. You know, with a lot of us are now using LinkedIn, like you typically use LinkedIn as like the professional Facebook. Like this is where you announce like your job promotions or your your company's looking for new hirees. You do shit like that. But what I've also seen this is petty shit. I honestly am just glad that I've just been single forever. But I see somebody ex post some wild shit and they reference it. So like on oh, there's a section on LinkedIn where it's like your friends, the people you your connections can like write a, a like a reference about you. Like, oh this person when I work with them they were so great, right? So this person, they ex, they ex wrote some shit where it's like this nigga trash as hell. Don't have him work at your company. All he do is lie, cheat, and steal. This bitch was mad. I wish I had screenshots, but I've seen some wild shit every fucking where. You know, it's like with social media, everybody sees it. And it's really that... Con it's, it brings me up to kind of this other term I remember in college called fictive kinship. And, you know, it's this idea that what happens to Black America happens to all of us. Like... And we see this especially through social media because shit, we're all on it now. I mean, we've always been on it, but I mean, now we ain't got shit else to do. So it's like when anything happens with regards to black people, we all kind of like, we all look, we all see, you know, like my favorite, my favorite thing seen recently was like the baby face and Teddy Riley IG live battle. That was the battle of the uncles that I needed. I ain't been to a barbecue in a cool minute, so I kind of miss my uncles. And, you know, it's nice to hear a couple throwbacks for a minute. You know, good stuff. But fictive kinship also brings us together, you know, when it comes to the bad things. You know, when Kobe passed away, you know, even though the loss wasn't, it wasn't really, you, I don't know how to explain it. It didn't, like, everyone got a different connection. It still hurt heavy, you know. It's really fictive kinship is really what brings us together. Fictive kinship is what brings it start it ignites community. The famous quote, I'm rooting for everybody black, that's fictive kinship. It's how we build community. You know, we're there for each other. You know, sometimes really it's online and sometimes it can be offline. But that's your mission to make it if you want to. Like Everybody you follow, listen, this is my thing. My thing is all I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is this. All the connections you meet on social media, like this thing, I, I fuck, I'm interacting with all my followers, right? But the thing is, is that you're not going to catch me making the initiative to hang out with every single one. Everyone's on their different wavelengths, you know? 
I just don't see everybody, you know? It's like you... I feel like it's... Online friendships are really difficult to kind of take them out of the online sense. And kind of, and so, a lot of times, people are just like, I don't really know how to take my Twitter mutuals and start hanging out with them now in the streets because now I know that you live four blocks away from me. It's it's kind of funny. It's really funny. You know, we realize how, you know, how socially awkward we are in front of each other, you know? That's the fun part about social media. You know, you realize, like, you know what? We're all similar. We're all fucking similar. And this brings you to my favorite social media app, Twitter. I love Twitter. Now, honestly, I feel like that's like the best, the most relevant app you have after college. Like, I stopped using my Facebook. I really only use it to, use it to interact with family. LinkedIn, you, I really only update it when I'm trying to network with people. But, you know, you gotta be in the mood to network. You can't just put yourself in situations. I'll talk about that later. But, you know, I love Twitter. It's the best app. Like, this is my thing. It's kind of difficult for people to navigate at first, but once you get the hang of it, it's literally amazing. And, you know, my Twitter's great because I'm from the hood, I'll be honest, and I went to college too. So I kind of have the best of both worlds on my timeline, you know. I have a nice juxtaposition of everybody. The baby daddies, the grad students, the bloggers, the pyramid schemers, the drug dealers, the professors, the mentors, my mentees, the work professionals, the influencers, the SoundCloud rappers, damn near everybody, you know? And I support all of them. I like their shit, I retweet their shit, I'll do what I gotta do. They do, and they do what they gotta do for me too. So I'm like, it's all a nice functioning system but i remember when twitter for, i have i've had my twitter for like 10 years now that's crazy that's fucking crazy but i remember there's a thing called twitter after dark and everyone who's a real og twitter fan knows about twitter after dark you know everyone is but now that can't be a thing anymore because, you know, everyone's on social media at the same time. Whether you like it or not, all of them, and every, listen, everybody's sleep schedule is different now because of the corona, okay? So when you try to do your reckless tweets, oh, somebody gonna peep that shit. When niggas wanna talk about, is my TL sweet sleep? Nah, baby, we all wide awake. This is my thing. You can have a private account but the people who want to be in your business will find a way to see what they got to see. And instead of just covering up the secrets, covering up this, like, I never really understood why people have, like, private accounts. Like, me personally, I'm like, it's a social media account. Like, it's to be social. And if you want to do that, you just don't make an account. You just look on somebody else's. Ding! Because my philosophy... I mean, I also studied this in school, too. The best, the best way to kind of interact with social media is to always present your authentic self. You know, and it's something that, I mean, I've kind of seen through the 2020s. So, I mean, we're really, you know, we all watched a few seasons of Catfish, and we kind of just know how to decipher a profile within, like, 10 seconds. So, that's easy for us, you know? Like, social media allows us to break shells and show your authentic self. You know, 
you're basically so when you're on the way I present myself on social media it's kind of like hey I'm alive here's me doing things and looking good too you know and it's your own account you know when I tell when I was talking about agency you have complete agency over your social media account you're not posting shit for other people you're posting shit for like your own personal records so what you got a cut you got a thousand likes you want a cookie like my thing is the social i treat social media as like an online diary based online diary that's open to the public everybody gonna see that shit whether you like it or not because screenshots yeah screenshots is crazy and my thing is this, I mean, even though, speaking of agency, I mean, you don't really have, when I'm talking about being social, you don't really have to be like that outgoing social butterfly bitch, the motherfucker that's always, hi everybody, no, 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 no. Your social media account, you could be interactive with motherfucker one-on-one. You should feel empowered to be on your social media account, you know? Don't feel like it's a chore. Don't feel like you, it, you're you obligated. Um, but this is my thing. This is my thing. I'm gonna do a temp check with y'all. I'm gonna do a temp check because I've been seeing some shit on my social medias, on my Twitters, and I have just been like, <laughs> I know y'all out there screwing. You right? Right. So, my favorite saying, he belongs to the streets. Nah, y'all niggas been in them sheets lately. Like, I understand. Where else she finna go? But let me remind you to practice safe sex. My granny said it's better to be safe because you don't want to be sorry. So, get tested when you can. Have open conversations with all your sexual partners. Just not on social media. Because the other day, I was on and honey... This nigga was just talking, just talking shit. He was like, so I fucked this girl a, a couple days ago and I got bumps. What's that, what I do? And like I said, I'm like, ain't nobody need to hear all that business, right? So then somebody be messy. They were just like, oh, who else tried to talk to this man? And 126 other people replied. Now I know I said be your authentic self on social media, but do not expose all your motherfucking business out there. Like, when I tell you, everybody's going to be on there. Everyone, my thing is just only give them a show. That's going to be a good show, okay? Like, you, like this man didn't expose his dirty laundry. Literally his dirty laundry. All out there. And now everybody in the streets know he's just nasty. Bless his heart. That's none of my business. <laughs> I just say all that to say, you know, for the quarantine and chill folks, if you don't want to bumps, don't do no crazy shit. And also, be responsible and wear condoms because you don't want to bring a Capricorn into the world. I'll be reminding y'all, okay? When we was in March, I told y'all niggas no because if you don't want no Sagittarius's, now it's April. So if you don't want no Capricorns, then be careful. Back to my original point, in a lot of cases, now, and I feel like now during the coronavirus and pandemic, epidemic, whatever you want to call demic, um, social media has been used to fill the void where there's no physical connection. You know, if you haven't seen a friend in a minute, you check on their Instagram or their, or their Facebook, and 
you know, some companies, you know, and that's great. That's great. You know, we're really, really using FaceTime and Zoom and Skype. We're really using these apps like a motherfucker. With this whole pandemic, it's like it could be, you're basically, everything's virtual. You realize you don't have to go up to do everything. Like, companies are allowing you to apply jobs through social media, you know, which is some crazy shit. And, I mean, I feel like a lot of us who are kind of grew up in the social media era, we're like, oh my god, yeah, that's hella dope. Of course I'll show you my social media because you can know how much of a well-rounded candidate I am and not just focus on my resume, but focus on my personality as a character. Like, to keep it a book... (laughs) It was one job I was applying to. I mean, it's really just case on. It's really just case on the industry you apply into. Like I was applying for a social media network, and I I gave them my I gave them my Instagram. I gave them my fucking Instagram. Guess what my Instagram name is? The whites call me Tasha, and guess what the fuck was interviewing me? A white woman. She was great. She was great, but it was that kind of that. It's kind. Of, I don't know. For me, it's kind of like you. When that situation was happening, I was like, oh, is this kind of like my work and my home life kind of mixing together? I mean, for the minimalist who wants to have their life like that, do that shit. And if you're going to apply to jobs on social media, have all you have all your dirty laundry archived, okay? Hit it, hide it, put it up. I don't give a fuck what you do with it because once they see it, it's, it's funny. I'm going to take this to another tangent because within... The workforce and social media do not, and I repeat, do not give your co-workers your socials, okay? Well, to be short, don't force yourself to be friends with your co your coworkers, or yeah, yeah, just don't do that because this is the thing: when you add them on social media, it's kind of pushing it because you're saying you're cool. So how are you after hours? Extending the area that's, hey, this person might be dope to party with. And here's the thing, here's the thing. I'm speaking from a standpoint where it's like I've had good experiences where it's like, you know, some of my best friends were my coworkers first. And I've also had good, had bad experiences where it hasn't worked out so well. But through all that, I would say the only time it's like gray, it's like really, really gray. It was somebody don't work there, you know. Like when I I had quit this one job, I quit when I quit my job at the at the nonprofit. I was still friends with all with, with the crazy people. I was still friends with that one person, cause I'm like honestly, it's great to know somebody from the inside. When you're on the inside, you always need someone who was on the inside at for at one point, but is now on the outside. So it's kind of like you have somebody to talk shit with. It's like they understand you, but they're not internal. Cause my thing is this. I'm I I'll admit, one of my traits is I'm a gossiper. And I and some days I just be sitting here like I just need someone to gossip with. I just need to vent. You can't be doing that with your coworkers. You can't because guess what? Somebody could just run to your boss and just do do. But my thing is amazing. You really find the best connections when you kind of like when you both grow from a situation. Like 
if you and this person both don't work there no more, y'all can uplift each other to go towards better opportunities, okay? Like, that's that's something that's really dope. It's really dope about it. But, yeah, don't try to force no shit on social media. Don't be adding people you don't want to add on your account. Like, I feel like, yeah, don't do that shit. But, another tangent. I remember going to a conference in Philadelphia a few years back. And one of the speakers was talking about Black legacy in the social media era. And they were talking about how, you know, kind of what I was mentioning before, how the technology has been a catalyst for networking. You know, it's like LinkedIn, job, virtual job interviews, uh, Skype interviews, sitting on Zoom calls between intellectuals, like you could damn near do anything. You can just be a fly on the wall. But then, we also talked about preserving old school methods like the pen and paper. And I know some of y'all write shit down only, type shit out, or you're like me and you just say everything. And they were talking about with regards to Black Legacy it's wise to have written, have it written down for the record books and shared with the community. And you know, with bookstores still present. And within the art of storytelling, you have those who write, those who speak, and those who create. And I'm slowly figuring out that like by doing a mixture of all three, you can achieve anything. And I did that through journaling. So, this is where we do the easy transition. So to keep it a buck, I've always had like a love and hate relationship with journaling. Like, first off, do y'all remember standards? Yeah, so I was one of those kids who used to talk in class a lot and I remember having to write standards so many times. I was like, fuck, I'm just not gonna say shit at all. And then I was just quiet all of high school. And then in college, I was like, fuck, I gotta handwrite all my notes because that's how I retain the information faster. So, I mean, now I'm in this state where it's like journaling is like, it's really good because it's like, it's a space where I can kind of like release my thoughts and, you know, also uplift myself because I remember when I would, you know, write notes in class and also write like little affirmations and shit. Like, you're doing great, sweetie. Keep up the good work. I write that shit like in the middle of my notes just so I can feel more, have more energy, I guess. I don't know. But these are just a few of my journaling tips because I know everyone's different. You know, some of y'all bullet journal. Some of y'all just write shit down while others just, they journal in their heads. Their head is their journal. But um, this is the thing. My mind goes all over the place. So I got different journals. I have multiple journals. I got different journals for different shit almost because, you know, if I put everything in like one big journal, it would really be bad because I it wouldn't make sense for my head. Like, but it's really helpful that I have multiple journals. So, but I really divide them up into three. I have three types of journals. I have a public journal, I have a personal journal, and I have a physical journal. And then I have a process on how that actually goes, right? So everything starts in a personal dump. I call it a dump, I really, cause really it's just like my initial first moments. It's like the thing, 
It's like me, I have to know what I'm going to write down before I actually write it down. So that's where it gets in the personal dump, where it's like, oh shit, it's fucking in there. So what do I do now? I'm going to write it down. And that's when it goes to the physical. The physical is actually a tangible thing. Like, you have to see it. So the first thing you got to do is write that shit down on a piece of paper, or at least type it to yourself in your notes in your phone. Or... What I used to do, I write on a post-it note, take a picture of it off my phone, and just save it in my photos. And then just look at it occasionally. You know, if I had to transcribe it or put it into my other notebook, I found a way for it. But in the end, everything ends off in the public journal. So I like to speak things into existence. So sometimes... I might record myself staying, you know, actually journaling, like uh, kind of like an audio journal. And I mean, I do that a lot, mostly on my Finsta or, you know, this podcast is a fucking personal journal to be. I mean, a public journal. (laughs) It's a public journal. So it's like I'll do that or sometimes it should really it's just like the last step I do. It's the third and final step. And that's when it's like I put it out in the universe because I'm just all for manifestation this year. And, you know, my thing is if you say something three times, it's bound to happen. And if you write it down in multiple spaces, it all comes together. Uh, that's my thing. Like manifestation works in the smallest capacities. And my thing is this. We like sharing ideas with friends anyways. So that is like another example of like, a public journal is like talking to your friends about it like we all got dreams but sometimes we just don't say them which is crazy because i like listening to dreams i don't care i listen to anything you want to talk about turtles let me hear you talk about turtles you want to talk about you you as a ballerina in your dream let me hear that shit like i don't give a fuck like i'll listen to it as long as you listen to mine then we have a deal but yeah, so the key is, is that it goes personal, physical, and public. Follow those three, and then things happen. I don't know, because I mean, that's how it happened with my podcast. Like, when my podcast, I remember I had per, I had the idea, the personal dump was in my head, and then uh, the, phys- the physical thing, I put, it, I put it on my Twitter. I put it on my Twitter. I said, I'm going to write a podcast. And then, like, a bunch of people retweeted it. And I was like, oh, shit. I actually got to do this now. So, then I just went with it. And that's how it happened. That's really how it goes. It's all just... When you when you want something to happen, it happens. And so, yeah. So, another thing I want to happen is this new update. I got an announcement for y'all. I mean, that kind of concludes the rest of the episode, but um, now I have my announcement. So, I made this podcast a while ago, in November, actually, you know, as a reflection for my first year post-grad. And I've told y'all my story, had a few of my friends come on and share their stories, you know, and what I want to really dive in and say is that really grown shit is a safe space where folks are being able are able to share how they are overcoming their struggles breaking down stereotypes 
successful or just being our authentic selves because like I said we don't get this much represent representation you know our niche audience is slowly growing so uh something I want to do is for the next four episodes I gotta take y'all back I gotta take y'all back so I always tell y'all how I fucking finessed all four years of college like one episode per year and I got some stories. I do. But don't worry, don't worry. All my friends, they won't. If listen, if you know, it's you know, this is not gonna be no tell all. Also, it's like this. Every year I had like different reflections for myself. And so it's like this. This is a way for us to get closer. This is a way for us to get interconnected, you know? Um I'm sitting here like every year I reflected on different shit and I had a different lifestyle, different methods, all that stuff. I was a different person in college. Like, when I think back, wow. And I mean, I'll also give you the tools, tricks, and tips on how I survived that reckless institution because there were days where I was ready to pack my things and say no. But here we are. Here we are. But with all that being said, I just want to say again, thank you for tuning in and have a great Sunday.